0: of five keys to being a disciple of Jesus. The first key is you have to die to live for Christ. You have to die to live for Christ. And I personally love that language because I don't want to live apart from him. I don't want the old Sam to live. The old Sam was a burden to live with. And so if you'll go to Matthew chapter three, Matthew chapter three, The Pharisees are coming out, um, and I'll start at verse 7, and they want to be baptized by John. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced them. You, bread of snakes, he exclaimed, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Or another translation would say, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Well, Sam, that's works, brother. No, faith produces something. Faith is seen. As a Christian, I don't have blind faith. I don't know exactly what that means. I see something in the spirit realm. I have conviction from the Holy One. There's an anointing on the inside of me. This is real. So I don't question up here when this in here is alive. When I'm joined To Jesus Christ through agency of the Holy Spirit. And and I love this because we can bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Verse 9. Don't just say to each other, we're safe for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Verse 10, even now the acts of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. And we have to have that in what we teach new converts. That was while people were coming to be baptized. And it said when they were being baptized, they confessed their sins. There was an acknowledgement I'm guilty before God. And I've come for cleansing. I'm going to forsake that way, or it's not going to take. Now we'll go to uh, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. In keeping with the, you have to die to live for Christ. If I go off on too many tangents, I'll preach instead of teach, so... Let's see. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, he just rebuked Peter, he turns to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you want to follow Jesus? You want to be a Christian? You must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. The cross, what a gritty process that was. I love, he bore my judgment. And I don't know how popular this is, how sound this is, but to me, he said, take up your cross. So he bore his cross, he bore my sin. I have a cross to carry though too. I think it was A.W. Tozer that said, you always knew one thing about a man carrying a cross out of the city, he wasn't coming back. Oh, to have that Christianity again. When when you pick up that cross, you don't come back. And it's a great privilege to carry my own cross. To be crucified. Paul said, I'm crucified to this world, and this world's crucified to me. We don't have any common interests anymore in that sense of the filthiness that goes on in it. I've become purified, the world's unclean, but I've come... (laughs) To preach this gospel so that the world could repent and become clean. And so it says, if you try, if you try to hang on to your life, I have a promise. All God's promises are yes and amen. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up, if you give up, relinquish control of your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Verse 27. For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and will judge all people according to their deeds. Now, I don't understand this. That's sobering. But to me, it, I get joy from reading passages like that. Because if that's the reality, there's only one thing for me to do in this present moment, prepare myself. And if he warned me, it's so that I can be ready. Not so that I can be ashamed when he comes, so that I can be glorified when he comes with him. It says he's coming back to be marveled at by the saints. That's glorious. There he is, I told you, there he is. Not in an arrogant way. We knew it and we hung on. And it says he'll come and judge people according to their deeds, their works. How glorious. But have you noticed something? Have we preached a defective gospel? Have we preached a defective message? Dr. Michael Brown said it this way. It's a defective message because there's no mention of the wrath of God. I heard a few altar calls in the past few months where I'm not kidding. They said, come to Jesus if you want to financially prosper. Now, you'll make converts shallow. You will. You can fill up churches that way. I've noticed something. When you tell people, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow them, it's like we can't give an altar call without telling them they're going to be blessed materially anymore. That scares me. Because I've told, and we believe in God blessing his people. That's not the issue. What Jesus say, though? If you want to follow me, deny yourself. Why don't we understand the context of it? If we go back up to verse 22... Jesus is telling Peter, I'm going to die. I'm going to be delivered up and killed. But on the third day, I'll be raised. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him, the son of God, for saying such things. (laughs) Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. So you see something? They're misunderstanding why he's there. That's common. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. Now, that's not something we should just quote. That's, he's literally saying that to Peter, his friend. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God. And to think from a human point of view is what? Satanic. Why? Because the flesh thinks for itself, self-preservation. You cannot last long in the kingdom for self-preservation. Offenses are going to come. People will be unforgiving towards you. People will misunderstand you because we're wrestling not with people. But evil principalities that are controlling people as they yield to them. Look at Jesus. He's our example. He bore disgrace before men. He looked like a failure when he was dying on that cross. All of his own people, disciples he'd been mentoring for three years deserted him. Except for John was there, I think, his mother, and a few women. Jesus, your your ministry is not very successful, is it? That's what we'd say to Jesus Christ. You know, outward signs are not always, and I'm talking about growth, is not always God's cosign on your life. You know why? Because there's a lot of churches full of dead people. You know what Jesus said? You have a reputation. That means people talk about you and you seem to be alive. But you know what I see? You're dead. Because people can jump around and be dead. We can put on a religious show.